feel as though it's nice to remember that, like, you're raising your children differently. Yeah. And it might still not be right, you know? They're going to work out the kinks further than us. We're not in the era of because I told you so and because you live under my roof. You know, it's just we explain ourselves to our kids and we're talking about feelings and things that people didn't really talk about when we were growing up. You know, we weren't hearing the word anxiety all the time and mental health. And we are trying to say those things out loud to our kids now so that they grow up feeling more comfortable to talk about it. As the real Papa Noel, Noah Khan said, I'm still angry at my parents for for what what their their parents did to them. them. But it's a start. Thanks for listening to Stay Rooted with your instant mom friends, Stephanie and Lauren. We're hosting the mom support group you'd never attend IRL. So, my baby, she's catching on to the AI. Oh, no. They took her, too. <laughs> They're programming her. Yeah. They ha- so she would. They, being me, <laughs> have a, um, have a Amazon Echo in the kitchen. And I say they because I feel like that's true of a lot of people. Yes. A lot of kitchens that I go in have a little screen where where Alexa lives. Absolutely. And Alexa to children is is a limited tool, but it's weaponized often. Uh, absolutely. At my house. Yes. So my older daughter, who's six, she has learned like a few a few fun things to do with Alexa other than play music. Yes. So like a couple of games, a story, a joke. If you're Alexa, if you have children and your Alexa has not told a knock-knock joke, I don't believe yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so Once they realize it has answers and they're faster than you, it's like it's done. Yeah. So my six-year-old does this constantly. Alexa abides by every command. My one and a half year old wants to be your six year old wants to be six. Yes. <laughs> she's, she's like, I'm six. So she has now she looks at the Alexa and she says, Aka! <laughs> play the <Best> showman. <laughs> and thank you, God. It doesn't know. Alexa ignores her. Yeah. So far. Yeah. Right. But because one day that bitch is adaptive. Yeah, she will. She gets an accent. Mm-hmm. She understands like she can. She's evolving. She yeah. And she can even like differentiate between between your names and your your voices. If you're like she can get your little offbeat. So I'm like she's eventually going to know that. Aha! Yeah, she's going to get she's going to get it down. Alexa. And I think I've already brought to the people that. I didn't realize how much Alexa sounded like Alaska until <laughs> I had both of them in the same room. Yeah. Because every time I'm like, Alaska. Alexa's like, I'm here. Alexa's like, I didn't quite get that. Yeah. I'm like, because you can't sit down. You are a computer. Yes. Yeah, Don't smart house me, Alexa. That's how it feels. So honestly, that's where I'm at right now. Um, And in the car... So I have a, I don't have a smart car. What no. would be a smart car? A Tesla? I'd say my car is like average. My car is Middle like, of the bell curve. Yeah, my car is, <laughs> my car is like, remember when we had the, um, remember when we had those things that you had to put it to a certain radio yes. station to get your phone? She's like, I have a backup cam and I have a good heart. Yeah, my car get is in. way above that. But yeah. Like, it's not very <laughs> smart. So yeah. my daughter, 
assumes she went to a state school (laughs) yeah my daughter never will have to take typing you know so she assumes that i know like that alexa is everywhere that she's just like this voice and she's a part of the family yeah so now i am alexa in the car she's like alexa (laughs) Alexa is that robot lady in the Jetsons for you guys just like floating around but she's just there like metaphorically and I'm like she's not wearing a skirt entertain these babies freaking babies so it's only a matter of time only a matter of time we well we are getting close to Christmas we are two days out and I have to say, we did a very Christmas thing, and we were in a freaking parade. My family was in a parade. How merry and bright of you. It was so merry and bright. So this is the second year. So last year, we do this parade. We usually just go to it. But last year, we ended up going in it. It's my sister-in-law, Tara, gets the float going. She's in charge of all of the things. She organizes it all. And then we show up the day of and, you know, jump on board. Well, last year was the first year we did it. Just Luke and Nora went because we were kind of like, you know, I'm not sure if, how this is going to be, if Lukey's going to like a parade. Testing the waters. Testing the waters, okay? He liked it. And there were sirens and stuff that were going by, and I didn't know if that would be too much, and it wasn't. A, um, lot. a parade is a lot of stuff. A stimuli. parade is a lot. And they even throw candy at you sometimes. They do. <laughs> it's like every sense they are, they are coming for. Tackling. And so we were like, you know what? We don't like to put limits on our kids in general, but there's a lot of things people just assume that kids can't or shouldn't do just because it's kind of made to be that way and a lot of people would say hey you know I think a parade's gonna be too much for Lukey but we're the kind of people that are like you know what we're never gonna know until we give him the opportunity to try and we know him well enough to think that you know he might enjoy this ride because Mm -hmm. he does he is somebody who likes something that's moving he is a big time sensory seeker and he actually enjoys loud sounds. He likes music. He I likes was lights. Say, and when it comes down to it, like you're also overstimulated as the adult. Yeah. As as the neuro spicy adult. Yes. So and but you still enjoy it. Absolutely. So like why would I'm gonna that put not a tracker be, on my kid, but I'm gonna smile. I guess why can that not be simultaneously true for him? It so can't. like yeah. So we just obviously if it was scary clown parade then we'd rethink for myself at least. <laughs> would be I would be everyone, out. But but a I holiday was like, jubilee. We were like, you know what? Let's give him the chance to see if he does like it. And guess what? He loved it. Oh, and he was the cutest chicken he I've ever was. seen. So we did a farm theme and Nora picked it and it was so awesome. Luke got the blow up cow <laughs> costume. The Hanukkah cow, which, if you know, you know. We're going to have to talk about that. And I was a, an, al- an alpaca, I think. Nora was a pig and Lukey was the cutest little chicken ever. And he we got pulled cute. in a little trailer down like the parade. I don't know how long we we're on the floor. I was going to say last year you guys like tested the waters, but this year you dove in. We dove in. You were rolling off of your trunk or treat energy. We had <laughs> we were on some kind of a high. And honestly, Luke was like, he just kept saying like, you're going to love it. Like it's so exciting to be on the float and just waving at people. And it really was so exciting. Yeah, you turned out. You it turned was, out. It was. It was like a very, um, it was like the town they live in is a small town. It has a small town vibe. And so like everybody knows everybody. So the thing that I enjoyed a lot is like Luke grew up in this town 
and his family, a lot of them live there. So they just have a lot of people that, you know, Luke's like, that's my cousin. I'm like, is everybody your cousin here? And there were people literally while we're going down the road yelling to us. And I'm like, I don't even know who that is, but they know me and I love that. The town is Whoville, USA. Absolutely. <laughs> so we had a great time on I our parade. That. And you know what? Now we know Lukey can do it. And I just love that for our future parades. Yes, I know. You guys were talking about next year's theme, which I will yes. not disclose. But no. your husband <laughs> invited us. And honestly, it's like, worth the drive. And I have to say, this is how maybe you know. Maybe I'll invade on another one of your family's traditions. This is how you know. I always want you to invade my traditions. And this is how you know Nora is like equally Luke to me. We're on the parade and it starts moving, right? And like there are people all around. Like it's a lot of people. And Nora turns around to us and she goes, this parade's popping. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> and I'm like, it is popping. We were just dying. Like I'm so. about to put on a show. Oh, it was so much fun. And Nora pig, just baby. religiously, because she like will own a role and she'll stick with it. So the entire time, which could have been a half hour, 40 minutes, I don't know. She was like, Merry Christmas, oink, oink. Merry Christmas, <laughs> oink, oink. And every so often I'd be like, switch your hands. And like, she has some real like main character takeaways. She's always the main character in her movie. Movie. I so love that. For she her, really though. fulfilled that dream oh. that day, and it was super cute. But that was a very seasonal thing that we did that I've been so, really loving. So a festive follow up that's not fully related to that, but related to the Christmas season. Yes. Um. So an OG Rudy. Um. And your husband, who is arguably like one of the most OG Rudys, because yeah. our husbands listen to us cackle at each other before anyone so even when they don't probably want to give them the beanies <laughs> make them pay for it <laughs> we love you but you still have to pay <laughs> so an og rudy brought up and confirmed that the jello commercial was not a fever dream it wasn't cutouts stockings stars trees we still don't have the footage though right I haven't even searched the internet oh my God, for it. Lauren. But once she confirmed it, I'm like, I know. And then I was speaking with your husband about yeah. it. And he was like, absolutely. I remember that. My husband was like, hogwash. He like, <laughs> We were like, no, no, no. My husband was like, give this woman a lobotomy. <laughs> She's crazy. She's speaking rubbish. She's a witch. <laughs> Arrest this woman. But yeah, so that's two votes from... For me, three, if you count my vote. Penny <laughs> she's, wouldn't. She's counting her vote, and it's all the votes and that you need. two for, you know, a couple of deprived children that didn't that didn't get to see the Jell-O commercial. <laughs> and, and, like, I swear, like, I can feel that commercial. I believe you. It's my whole childhood. I believe you. <laughs> I, I can sense that there's a real tie here. And I'm going to look for it because you haven't, because now I just need to know that you and Luke aren't having, like, the same fever dreams. And honestly, like, I could probably... I could be the best thing that's happened to Red Jello in a while, you know. You're gonna bring it back. Call me Big Jello. Yeah, Big. Okay. I don't think you guys are. I think you guys are in hot water. Big Jello. <laughs> All right, Big Jello. They're in hot water. You yeah. get it because you have to boil the water. <laughs> Before you refrigerate it. Make sure oh, you listen to those instructions. She's going to give you a joke and she's going to explain it for you. <laughs> to make sure you understand. It's all you could ever do. You're welcome. You know, thank you. Um, so I wanted to shout out. We had... There's this thing that you do when your kids start going to school, and they're called parent-teacher conferences. And we had one for Nora this last week, and it was really good. And I just, like... I have to say, like, 
Nora's been back and forth academically last year and this year. We've experienced, you know, parts of the year where she's needed extra assistance. And we've had parts of the school where she's been, you know, going right on track and learning the way that... um, learning the way that you would hope she would. And so that's... Trajectories. Trajectories. She's standardized. And so that's been really cool. But the thing that was the best to hear from her teacher, feedback-wise, is that, like, Nora is known for being kind. Like, she is just known for always being a friend, for always being, like, a respectful person, for being kind, for being a good listener, for caring about people. And when I was hearing those things, like she said a lot about academically, she's doing, she's having an easier time than she was last year in kindergarten. Which is also wonderful. Which is so wonderful because I don't want her, I don't care where she is, I will help her no matter what. But of course you just want your kids to have the easiest path that they can. Absolutely. So if they're, you know, they're understanding things, not with ease, but they are understanding things, you feel happy for them. So that was happy. But the thing that was making me well up with tears when we were in this was hearing her talk about who she is as a person. And I think like she is amazing. And I think I just want to give her a little bit of extra credit because I love my kids equally, but so differently because they are such different children. Oh, yeah. You have to. You You can't love these these two species are not the same. Yeah, and you have to compartmentalize your heart in a way that serves them. Yeah. Um because if they're not if they're not being like nurtured the way that they need to, they're not going to grow yeah. in a way that's you know, you seeing them flourish. Absolutely. So I feel as though you do have to you have to first assess and get it wrong. Like yeah. if so you're a many new, times. If you're a new parent and New, like, in the way that your baby's not a potato anymore. Yeah. Like, you're you're new to your child adapting a personality and pushing your buttons. And even in those early stages, just trying to figure them out. Yeah. Um. Then you know that, like, there are things that work. And then there's things that you're like, okay, we're not going to do that Trial again. Because we all cried. Like, Absolutely. everybody cried. Nobody grew from that. <laughs> Nobody well, grew. Like, we only wilted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but... But to know as they grow that what you're doing for them is working and they're and going like individualized. out and they're going out and becoming their like their own self and and thriving in a yes. environment that seems less than thriving. Sometimes. Yeah, it can be hard. Like last year, she was having a lot of feelings of loneliness. And I think we've worked hard to help build up her confidence again. But on top of that, I think like a lot of her like nurturing soul comes from being an older sibling and not just being an older sibling but having a younger sibling who's not like every other younger sibling that you see and it's just made Nora become such a compassionate open-minded and like accepting person that I just like nothing is more rewarding to me as like a mom than seeing her just love and care about people and just such like a truthful and like just I don't know just a unreal kind of way and to see that like people are seeing that that aren't her mom and dad is like just awesome yes and it's very it's very funny that you have that kind of little bit because I was seeing it from a different perspective of like my kids 
don't play well on their own together. Like, no. They, they do not. Like They don't. And they have an age gap. Yes. They have an age gap where my older daughter has to be understanding and my younger daughter is hard to reprimand and redirect. And you're kind of back and forth. And a lot of the times I'm quite literally on the ground between them. And referee. I'm, <laughs> referee. And I'm watching my older daughter relearn her behavior based off of where her little sister's at. And right. I'm like. I'm Which like, we can relate to. And, like, she's kind of unlearning, like, her bad habits, right. which I wouldn't even call them bad habits. I would just call them, like, the only child privileges yeah. of, like, not knowing that, you know, you need to share your poly dolls. And Absolutely. also not knowing that if you take the shirt off your poly doll, your she's little gonna sister's going to eat it. Yeah. You know, and that comes with trial and error, and that comes with anguish, and that comes with rage, and then... As the parent, you see this regression. Yeah. You know, because the older sibling is annoyed and frustrated. And so they're feels like, I know what to do and to get your attention. And they know what it's like to not yeah. deal with that. You yeah. Know? They're like, should we just go back to the good old days? And that's why I feel like it can be comparative to what you see in your children because you see that come so naturally to your older daughter. Yes. Whereas I am seeing it like she's like, I am not OK she's with like, her. This wasn't always here. And the thing with Nora, because they have a, a smaller age gap, I think. A lot of Nora's, you know, childhood that she would remember, Lukey's always been there. Yes. So it's kind of like she grew up, even though she was an only child for two years, her memory isn't really going to be thinking about those years. So exactly. it's just, it's kind of like to her, it's, it's very different. built into her, but it is very yes. different. And, and I just feel like, you know, to just watch them... To watch them get on that level playing field and see your older sibling being so empathetic and knowing that they're just going to bring that out into the world. Yeah. You know, knowing that they're going to encounter They change somebody. each other. Exactly. It's very cool. And I feel like Nora, although their age gap is small, there's a larger developmental gap. So Nora tends to take like a caretaker position with Lukey where she's like, no, no, Bubby Lou. And she's like teaching him. She's like trying to do hand over hand and like, you know, do signing with him. And she's so modeling the things that we're doing, which is so amazing. And I'm like, this girl's going to end up being like a sick therapist or something when she grows up because the patience that she has for her brother, she does not have that for me. Her newspaper. Let me have that on record. Her newspaper write-up is going to be beautiful. I do one thing wrong and that chick's rolling her eyes out of her head at me. But Lukey, she's like, Bubby Lou, it's fine. Well, and I'm that's, like, mm -hmm. that's what I'm starting to see with Lennon, my older one. <laughs> like, I'm starting to see, she's like, mom. Mom, you can't let her do that, mom. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. They take, like, a place you, of authority. Are you my mom? Like, yeah. yeah. She's like, we're all raising this thing together. Yeah. You know? I've seen her. She's like, someone's got to do it. They're Kevin McAllister. They're like, someone's got to raise these kids. And I do commend us on that because I feel as though um, I always internalize that feeling being an older sibling. Yeah. But we've brought it as millennial parents to, like, a an even – an even playing field where we mediate and we talk and we we're not isolating. I mean, we just we've unlearned some some behaviors. And I do have a supporting comment from a Gen X. Oh my gosh! Who I accidentally often label as a boomer. <laughs> my mother. My mom wants that on record. I haven't said it yet. Same. She's not a boomer. So 
my mother. But is she? Who is only 55 years old. Sorry, mother. <laughs> I have to share that. Um, yeah. But she's a young grandparent. Yes. And I feel as though she is down to be self-reflective and she'll like give me advice, but then also be like, hey, I don't know, because yeah. you're in a different situation and it's a different time. And like, exactly. Just recognizing that alone. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. But my mom today made a great point. So I get so frustrated that my children will not play by themselves. Like yeah. they, I could buy every plastic thing that Target has to offer and those kids will just be tripping. I'll just be tripping over them in the kitchen. It's almost like we don't need them. While they play with one spoon. They just jab a spoon into my thigh. <laughs> like, And I'm like, I'm like, look I at, literally own stock in Melissa and Doug. Look like, at them getting along. Go play Melissa and Doug anything. I know. But they won't. And, no. And then you are feeling like, okay, well, in order for them to get along, I need to be a part of it. So then you go, you sit cross-legged, and you mediate. <laughs> Your back so, hurts. And I'm – your back hurts. Your dishes aren't done. Yeah. You have to work your mind in this is, economy. Yeah. So she made this point that she's like, I didn't play with you. <laughs> My mom has said a very similar thing, and I think it's good for us to hear because we're like, why were our houses always like – like I don't remember <laughs> like – Coming in and finding five Danimals yogurts on my living room floor. And like, <laughs> but like, that's the thing. Like, our, she's like, our moms weren't really, you know, sitting cross legged. No. And she's like, out of all of my friends, I think I played with my kids like more. Like, yeah. I think I was more forward about yeah. it. But even that, she's it's like, not that they weren't playing with she's us. She's like, it's but, not what you're doing. <laughs> but it wasn't this, like, you know, we're going to take a video of every little thing you do and like live in the, live in the moment. Yeah. And she's like, honestly, like you we put you guys outside like they like the, <laughs> like they let us out the way yeah. that I let out my pug they like, let nature take its course come back and eat at 4 30 yeah be back before the <laughs> sun like, goes the down the fences are closed and I just felt like it was really good for my own psyche to hear her just yeah. say that and be like you know I'm not I was not doing that. Like, I was mopping the floors That's violently. That's what I was going to say. Like, and it like, was a different time. They were making sure the house was clean while, you know, dad took us to play catch for a minute or ride our bikes. And so I do. It's just different. I love that layer of being a millennial where we, we the the world got really fast really quick. And mm -hmm. I mean, she ain't going to be stopped. She's not slowing down anytime soon. She's not soon. slowing down. But we are deciding as a generation that we're not going to keep buying into the same nonsense. We're right. going to we are going to regress and become one with the earth. We're going to stop with convenience and we're going to start like focusing in Inward. on what we feel is important and what is local and what is near to us and what we understand. Like we're not just going to like fall into this consumerism. Yeah. Which is like the biggest theme of Christmas Absolutely. lately. Um, and we're just going to take a minute to be reflective as a generation and be like, hey, maybe the time's more important. Yeah. You know, maybe the overtime will always <laughs> be there and I'm never going to be able to afford to not work it. Yeah. But I'm also going to say, you know what? I'll just live within my little tiny means and I'll have myself like <laughs> – Way more memories. Absolutely. Bigger memories. And I think a lot of that is like I have to constantly try to unlearn things that I've seen. So I'm like thinking about my dishes like piling up in my sink. But also I know how sad I'm going to feel if I just take the hour that my kids are finally like, you know, in a good mood in the living room and doing dishes rather than like enjoying a moment with them. And that's like something I'm constantly trying to balance out in my brain of like, 
I want to be productive because that also makes me feel good because I feel like my brain is more clear when things are clean. But also I have to be realistic in the fact that like, I can't just have that happen all the time because I have a million other things to do. Yeah, because who is going to be offended by the cereal bowl in your sink? Like, Not your- anyone I want coming over. I don't want anyone coming no. over. Like, look at the cereal bowl. Leave. Yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> I dare you. Yeah. <laughs> Happy holidays. I feel that way. But I do I do feel like, like that was like a good little like... I had a nice pause and I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to share that with the Rudys because I feel as though it's nice to remember that like... You're raising your children differently. Yeah. And it might still not be right. You know, they're going to work out the kinks further than us. We're not in the era of because I told you so and because you live under my roof. You know, it's just we explain ourselves to our kids and we're talking about feelings and things that people didn't really talk about when we were growing up. You know, we weren't hearing the word anxiety all the time and mental health and We are trying to say those things out loud to our kids now so that they grow up feeling more comfortable to talk about it. As the real Papa Noel, Noah Khan said, I'm still angry at my parents for for what what their their parents parents did to them. them. But it's a start. It is a start. And she did also mention, she's like, I never played with my mom. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) My mom was just smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Out the window. The window was open, Lauren. She wasn't an animal. You know, and like just just (laughs) hyper worrying and fixating on like everything household. So it is nice to know that as we progress as as human beings, like we are just being more mindful and inward. And absolutely. We can only hope that as we raise those kind, kind humans that they become adults that nurture in an even bigger way than us absolutely and I think like another part of that is taking notice of the small moments and not letting those moments just be small moments and so we had a dreaded half day we've actually had two of them two weeks in a row doesn't it feel like they added more it feels like they're doing it on purpose now and so they were like once a month but like twice a month on some months that are all the months the months especially that are the hardest, like December. Like, so then they're the like, don't you dare go to work in December. So Luke and I had like two hours-ish to kill in between dropping off a child and picking up a child. So um, we get in the car after dropping off Lukey and he's like, do you want to go get coffees and just drive like by the water? And I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. And then I was like, you know what else would be so great? And he was like, do you want a breakfast sandwich too from McDonald's? Because I want a Dunkin' coffee and a McDonald's breakfast sandwich. She's double dashing. She's double dashing. And he was like, let's go do it. And it was one of those small let's moments go do it. where he like he took me to McDonald's, got me my little, you know, egg McMuffin. You no Canadian bacon. Way. He went out of the way. And we just slowed down for a minute and talked to each other without someone interrupting us and sat yeah. in the car and drove around. And it was like... One of those moments where I'm like, we need to capitalize on these times a little bit more where we could just go get an English muffin and drive to the beach. Yeah. And how like wonderfully ordinary, you know, like you just it doesn't have to be elaborate. It can just kind of be like a pause that like I mean, we did that in the hospital. Like we would just be like we'd be on the bed watching like a Netflix special eating an old calzone. And you're like and our baby was just sleeping peacefully. And we were like, you know, what? look at us. We're going to be okay. Cutesy. This is cutesy. This is very notebook of us. In, Absolutely. In this twin size bed. I have a uh, something that's not related to that at all. Thank goodness. Um, so Luke asked me a question and I wanted to ask you, 
Okay. How no. many owls? No. How many owls would you have to see during the daytime for you to be concerned? One. Yeah. It was two for me. If I saw one, I think I would be astonished. No, no, no. No, probably not one. One, I'd be like, I You'd would be, be like, excited. Yeah, it would take a picture. Two, are you nervous? Two different ones, yeah. Two different ones, you're nervous. That I can like clearly articulate <clears throat> In the daytime. In the daytime. Yeah, it's weird though, right? Like you don't have to see a lot of owls to be uncomfy about it. I don't know if I've shared this with everyone, but. Birds are scary. They are scary. <laughs> and, oh. But in a beautiful, majestic sort of way. And owls, I feel as though, are the top of the beautiful, majestic, scary pyramid. Oh, absolutely. They are the trifecta, beautiful, scary, They're whatever. They're what set me apart at Hogwarts. Like, I could never. You I want wish. one. You say. You say you want the snowy owl, but you're like, I could never let it touch me. Towards the end, Harry Potter's just like bareback in that, I know. that owl. I know. It's absolutely <laughs> savage. So <laughs> on the topic of birds, you were saying you had a weird bird experience the other day to me. And yeah, so, I had a weird bird experience as well. And now I'm starting to feel a little bit more concerned about the birds. So I feel as though the birds are government employees. I know. We all know that. The birds feel like they are AI they at this point. They don't pay taxes. Well, these <laughs> birds. So we pulled up to the, you know, to do the festival, th- not the festival, the parade thing. Yes. And we got to Tara's house, right? Mm-hmm. And in this tree behind us, there are hundreds of birds loudly like ha ah, ah, ha ah. and like Luke and I got out of the car and I'm like what like it was the beginning of an apocalyptic movie and I was like those aren't they're like malfunctioning right now and then they started swooping around the sky <laughs> like back and forth and I was uncomfortable Lauren I was uncomfortable so I am a bird watcher from way back like my <laughs> Nana was a bird watcher yeah, I have her like mouse. <laughs> I have her birds of North America book that I'm sure is very up to date with yeah. literature but I also have a like 21st century version of that that's called Merlin Bird ID. Yes. Which is an app. Yes. And honestly, I don't know if I've already brought it up on here, but it's like the Pokemon Go, but for bird sounds. Yes. So I love birds, but I have mentioned. In I a think, way that you're, in you a way respect that them. I'm afraid of them. Yes. But like what, like the if I saw a dragon, you I know, know like, like an albatross. I treat birds like they're dragons. Me too. Just because I'm looking for some drama here. Me too. You know, <laughs> it's all a bit bleak. Yes. So, <laughs> so I'm like just mystified by them, but I do love them from afar. I'm yes. not, I don't want one on my shoulder. I would That's like why I like that little window feeder that I have. The, gla- you know, the clear one so you can yeah. see them and you're like, That's a tufted tip mouse. I love the app. Like I want to know facts about yes. birds. I want to throw out a bird fact i want to differentiate their sounds but you don't want it to touch you i don't want to touch me so i feel as though i already mentioned to you that like crows there have been a lot of crows and you can like train them I don't want to train them. Well, you could. If they decide that they love you, so, they might just start bringing you gifts. I just feel like there's been an influx. So the other day, I was off, and I was sending you voice memos. Yeah. Well, Siri was sending you voice memos for me on my behalf. Yeah. And I legitimately, like, couldn't hear myself over the birds. Caw, 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 caw. I know. So many. They're trying to tell us something. I was like, what do you know that I don't know? You need to watch that movie that I was talking about, the Netflix one. So all I can think about is, like, Shit's Creek and the birds. <laughs> it always comes back to Shit's Creek. The birds Creek. remake. It always comes back that to Shit's Creek. she gets, like, attacked by the crow at the... <laughs> what is at the... Um, is that the farm? 
no like, where, like at the premiere remember oh my like, god yes they were yes. like they're paid crows yeah. and like it was like a whole scandal <laughs> no the birds have been weird so when the birds act up i do get uncomfortable i do too you know and i do love like i mean conspiracy theories like true until proven otherwise absolutely but, like, i love to lean into the bird ones because why I'm, not like, look what happened to pigeons you know honestly and like we have a version of that nora is very big into like a field guide so luke got her like a new england field guide and it has all of the animals that are native to this area and she's so into it that the other day a bird like must have hit something and died like it was just in the middle <sighs> of the road perfectly preserved and like Court came in, my sister, and she was like, do you want me to like throw that across the street so it doesn't freak out Nora? And I was like, why do I feel like she would kind of like it? And she was like, yeah, you know what? I was thinking the same thing. So I was like, Nora, I was like, there a bird, there's a bird that died outside. And I, I wasn't sure if that was something that you would think was creepy or is that something that you would want to look at? Because she likes to identify birds. And she was like, she could not get her shoes on fast enough. She was like, in it she was in it and she brought out her little field guide and they found what kind of bird it was it was green oh yeah it was different so and it wasn't like it was like grotesque like it was fully together and this is not an infectious disease podcast no so this is she didn't an touch advice. it this is an advice about bringing even, your children around dead birds she didn't even touch it with her hands but so. i do love that i love a little explorer she's a little like she likes a bit of science she earned her almost taxidermy badge we were looking up some <laughs> science things like sometimes i'll read to her before bed and sometimes she'll be like why do boys see horses have babies so we're like you know what Let's take three minutes and learn about it. So so Lennon's been in like her random fact era. That but like, we are able to answer them because we yes. have smartphones. Yes. And she wants to throw out facts, but she'll know like one and then the rest are suspicious. I'm yeah. Like, you're like, you fabricated she's those. She's like, did you know that Christmas trees were made in here, but then they were removed there on a boat with Columbus? And I'm like, I just feel as though you've lost. Some, yeah. She told me a little lines. story the other day about something with, with Christmas in the town of Germany. So I've been doing <laughs> the really like mean the meanest thing that you can do while you're gentle parenting and i've been fact checking that bitch. yeah and you've been like actually the internet says that's a lie <laughs> like it's not where christmas trees came from oh my you god sound silly yeah so yeah so that's been something that i've been doing so i do love a random fact yeah. a chart and um i'm definitely leaning into like the um discovery um, branch toys. It's so relaxing. Yeah, because you're like, you know what? Let's learn a little something. A little bit of something, something about something. Yeah. Um, on the topic of not that, I have a question for you. Sure. You sleep, you co-sleep with another human. My husband and sometimes my six-year-old. Yes, but the people that are assigned to the room. Yes. Your husband. Yeah. Um, do you, are you guys a one or a two clock room? Like, do you have two alarm clocks or one alarm clock for Ugh. your one bedroom? Usually two. Two? Unfortunately. Now, are these actual, like, they're analog not, clocks not or are they your phone? There are phones always, but Luke's is really a sensitive topic. Do you have a alarm clock in your room, like an analog clock? I don't that have a physical clock, no. Okay. So we have an analog clock in our room, um, one that's, like, is that what the electronic one is called? Yes. Yeah. So it says like the actual number. Yes. Um, so you don't have to think too hard about it. That is on my husband's side of the bed. Yeah. On my side of the bed, we have like a face clock. Yeah. That I don't even think is set to the right time. <laughs> but my husband is such like he like honestly 
is on a committee that supports end tables because, like, he needs an end table everywhere. Yes. He's, like, he he stands by the fact that if there are two humans sleeping in a bed, there have to be two end tables and two two clocks. Sure. Look at your own damn time. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Don't look at me. Don't look at his. And I'm just in this corner that I'm, like, unless you're, you're working just opposite shifts, this one alarm especially this isn't a job but if you live with somebody that presses the snooze too many times it's really annoying you're all fucking up like it's why really do you need two clocks like what is my clock doing it's not even telling the right time anymore just set it for the time that you actually need you know what i'm saying set if it for two the time the you room, want <laughs> if you're if you're if you're sleeping by yourself then sure snooze 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 my sister is the snooziest bitch of them all and she'll annoy me because she'll be like i'm just gonna take a little snooze and then i hear er, 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 every five minutes honestly her and my husband should have like a snooze off because seriously see who would cave first and like actually turn off their alarm and wake the fuck up but lucas the thing that i don't like about him and so on his phone, he uses like some kind of app for his alarm. Yeah. And it's not just like a, you know, a quick tap like on ours. You know, you just click like stop. You're like, stop it. One time his you have to click like three buttons and it's like, turn this alarm off. <laughs> Luke has I a jitterbug. Promise, I promise. <laughs> I promise. And then you like have to like sprinkle fairy dust on it and spin around three times and then the alarm will turn off. <laughs> And you're like, this is just annoying. So then when he, if he like happens to go to the bathroom and his phone is in the room and that alarm goes off, I get like pretty, I get pretty angsty. I would think that that would be Because I have to sit up and I have to like perform like a Rubik's Cube to like turn off your alarm. I just think that's messed up. And you're like, honestly, at this point, like, I hope you fall asleep and you miss miss whatever you were going to. Now I'm mad. Now I'm big, big mad. We're fighting. We're fighting internally. (laughs) Not to do anything with that. I cut off my hair. I know. (laughs) Like half of it. What a moment. It was very, it it was timely. I mean, it was was. only, we just watched Girl Interrupted not that long ago. I've been so overwhelmed by all the change in my life that I was like, hey, what's one more? What's one more big change? While we're doing it, let's just get it over with. And honestly, it's a bomb shelter, Bob. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) It's very reading. It's just reading like she's ready for an adventure. She is. You know. And she is. We don't know where the world's going to take her. And when. When um, one of my good friends was doing my hair, we were listening. Moody Mix Alert. Moody Mix Alert. We were listening to some songs about Jane, which is a classic album by Maroon 5 from forever ago. And honestly, it's like one of those albums that I can listen to front to back. Like it is... It is just an absolute classic for me. It feels good to sing. It feels good to listen to. If I'm doing things around the house, songs about Jane just always hits. So on our moody mix, I wanted to throw on some songs from that album. So I'm going with the first one is called The Sun. Okay. Tangled and Secret. Wonderful. Throwing those on the moody mix. And then I need to add, of course, Queen Taylor and I cannot believe I've gone this long without having this on the Moody Mix. All too well, 10-minute version. 
My Roman Empire. Have you even heard of this? I don't know what you're speaking of. Oh my god! So it's all, fine. I support it and I love it. All too well and is I will like. Listen. All too well is basically this is the meaning behind the song. It's a song that Taylor wrote on her album called Red, which okay. I want to say was 2012. She was big into like her red lipstick and scarves and stripes, and she had a breakup with Jake Gyllenhaal in Red. Like that album is kind of circa that time frame. So All Too Well is about like her breakup with Jake she Gyllenhaal. She was mad with Jake. Correct? She was super mad. And I don't know what happened, but that's I, the song that's like I'm fuck on her the patriarchy. Side. Yeah, chain in the yard. You know. Yeah. So that song. So back two years ago, actually, when I was in the hospital with Lukey, which made me form an even deeper attachment to the song, she came out with a 10-minute version of All Too Well. And you would think, hey, 10 minutes is a long time. It's not long enough. I wish it was 20 minutes. And it's just like a really cool song. It's a story. She has like a whole short film that goes to the song. It's one of my favorite, probably top three Taylor Swift songs. So I'm adding that onto the Moody Mix. Okay. I love that one. Um, I didn't really come prepared with Moody Mix this well, week. Well, I just put 10 minutes on. So yeah. <laughs> so you absorb I'll most of it. I'll give you like I haven't six been much of, of a that. listener because I've been a watcher. You yes. know, we have to watch movies and things. But I will we say were. that um, I've been listening to a lot of City and Color. They're like love. my cozy. Like, I just feel like Dallas Green just does that cozy thing for me. So I'm going to add the live version of Happiness by the Kilowatt Ooh. Um, by City and Color. Um, I just love that song. And I feel like it's just been a vibe lately. Um, on the topic of not our booty mixes, because I have no other ones. That's fine. I do have to bring my children to see Santa. I'm running out of time. Which Santa are you going with? So I will say that I am usually like a craft Santa. She wants a locally grown Santa. I do. I want it to be like a farm or a meadow or she's I want it to have a this, color and a like, location. She's again, she's like coming from all Santa. I'm not coming from all Santa. Whatever. I'm just saying that he's probably my last resort. And Tell as I to told Santa. you, I'm <laughs> It's either like mall Santa or Santa's dead. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, we were kind of on this thing earlier. We're like, Santa's dead. Ha <laughs> Like, like we're imagine like, just be like, Santa if, died. I'm taking just, all of his credit from here on forward. What if we just told the kids Santa got really sick and like he just can't do it this year? Santa has pneumonia. Yeah. Santa's it's not, not that well. bad. <laughs> but like if he doesn't get his rest, he'll never get back on his feet again. Yeah. So like you're like you saw what R S B does. Do you really want to kill Santa? He's elderly. Yeah, exactly. It's not good. He shouldn't be out during this season. <laughs> so my only options really is pre existing conditions. <laughs> so as as funny as like Santa's dad to me is Yeah. I mean it might not be funny to everyone, but to me like just being like you know It what? would make a lot of Santa things easier. Died. <laughs> Um, and if your kids are listening, why? Put some earmuffs on those kids. Don't you dare listen to us with I'm your like, children around. I'm so willing to avoid mom Santa <laughs> that I'm like, he, he is. She's like, what if I'm Santa? He's gravely ill. Yes. 
sense. He it doesn't can't... have much time. No. <laughs> but and if he doesn't get back to the North Pole, his magic will just die with him. Yeah, and there is like there is a method to my like to my cottage core Santa madness because usually they just let you bring your own camera, and my husband brings his Nikon and he takes a pretty stands picture. right behind him, and I don't have to pay like eleven dollars for like weird red eye flash. <laughs> yeah, with my kids looking horrified. What a concept. So I just feel as though yeah, I have to go and see Mall Santa and. I don't even I don't even know what to expect. She's I know. giving a look of disgust. I love Mall Santa. I she literally looks like she just ate something sour, and so I kind of embrace I'm the a cheesiness. Santa snob. I, she's such a Santa snob. I embrace like the tackiness of I love Mall Santa. I love his big green velvet tacky chair, and I love that he might smell a little like cigarettes, you know, but he doesn't. He's taken fifteen, and you know why? I don't you even know care. Why. Because, he was sweating a little because I honestly. I love Mall Santa, and I love that the pictures come out a little bad. Like I like like the like the badness of it. I find charming in a way. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, but I like enjoy it. It's like a JC Penny photo shoot. Well, you know? Well, this is the thing for me is that I have all these years been just like I've been the Santa snob, and now I'm probably gonna cave and be that JC Penny yeah. lifestyle shoe. And you're gonna have to embrace it. But I'm also probably gonna be like retrospectively sad that I don't have all the years adding up to this year of <laughs> I know. the mall pictures. And then I'm gonna share all of my mall pictures and Lauren's gonna like be rolling her eyes about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> and why does my brain do that? My brain's like, you're too cool for that. You're too Why didn't you do that? I and fully I'm like, embrace I'm like, I, I thought we were too cool for I it. I think I like have mall Santa energy. You know what I mean? Like I want to be charming, but I am a little rough around the edges. I want my kids to take a picture with gothic mall Santa. Santa's tired. And if you didn't listen to our last episode, then you don't know that gothic mall Santa is, he's dangerous. And he lives at Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> he's in the back behind the curtain. <laughs> behind the studded belts. Yeah. <laughs> and the beaded curtains. So yeah, I love that for us, but not on the topic of gothic Santa. Why? So I've decided <laughs> that like, you know how a lot of things that we do for our kids is because we wanted them for ourselves. And yeah. now we're like, hey, let me just do it for them. You know? Healing your inner child. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> so I am healing my inner child by, I mean, I had a cool room growing up as a kid for sure. Oh, yeah. But Nora's is arguably cooler and I don't think my dad would deny that because she he put the flat screen on her wall like yeah. he put that there yeah but she's also living like my kind of like I have pets in my room dream like she is a cool little animal girly I know I have to hear about it so from my yeah, my fake gerbil like, girly yeah she's like I'll just get an animatronic an AI pet because Mom doesn't want a fucking cat pan in the house. <laughs> she doesn't love Mom, me enough to scoop litter, I guess. Mom likes an off switch. <laughs> Mom likes that sometimes she doesn't have batteries. <laughs> but like, but yeah, so, you let your kids have, go on. So you let now, your kids have animals and experience. My flex is that she has like a fish tank now in her room as a like, nightlight so it's like her little beta fish fish tank and then she's got a gecko in her room and she's arguably just living the life that like i wanted yeah no you that's definitely for you yeah it's so for me (laughs) i know that you love that for you and you're always like (laughs) i love when stephanie gets a pet because she's always like so nora earned (laughs) (laughs) like what the fuck did nora earn (laughs) 
Nora Nora earned this because yeah. she spelled the word gecko. Yeah. And, and she was supposed to save four hundred dollars. <laughs> she saved four. But, but honestly, she was so cute. A gecko fell from the sky onto her. And, and what was I to do? Tell it, it to leave. It was destiny. I am I'm like, truly No, it's your impulsive behavior. I am such a I'm like the definition of like I'm not gonna do it, girl, and then I do it every time. I do and, it every time. Yeah, and you're one of like everyone I surround <laughs> myself with tends to be just like like the like I'm thinking about it and when they say they're thinking about it like you they know, already did it they, they already, already did, did it. it the down payment has been made it's done so when it's you were done. like you were like she's almost raised enough money You're I like, think she like, have it tomorrow she got the fucking gecko later that, that afternoon <laughs> I know it wasn't even she's the next almost day almost to a hundred dollars yeah. she's gonna learn responsibility you know what? on this I'm one. like she worked hard for this and if I'm like hermit, I worked hard for this if the hermit crabs I've learned anything. Don't you dare bring up cream soda. No, what was their name? I don't even know. May they rest in peace. Don't you dare bring up Shelly and Cora. I learned a lot from that experience. Thanks for listening to Stay Rooted with your instant mom friends, Stephanie and Lauren. We're hosting the mom support group you'd never attend IRL. Let's DIY our way through parenting and grow together in this wild, wild world. And remember, we're rooting for you. It is nice to know that as we progress as as human beings, like we are just being more mindful and inward. And absolutely, we can only hope that as we raise those kind, kind humans, that they become adults that nurture in an even bigger way than us. Absolutely, and I think like another part of that is taking notice of the small moments and not letting those moments just be small moments 